0: hi there everybody it's time for read rants we are doing the film review for this friday today we're going to review the netflix movie the dirt so stay right there we'll be right back thank you for sticking with us we are going to review the movie the dirt which is the supposed biography of motley Crue. This is kind of odd because I am not a heavy metal fan, heavy metal band, fan, something like that. But let's go ahead and get started and I'll tell you why I actually watched this movie. The Dirt is a 2019 TV MA movie from Netflix. It is one hour and 47 minutes. IMDb gives it seven out of 10. It is listed as a biography, comedy, drama. How in the world is it a biography when it's a self-proclaimed scenes that are not actually true? Hmm. It gets 40% Rotten Tomatoes. It's starring Douglas Booth, Ewan Ryan, Rion, Daniel Weber, and directed by Jeff Tremaine. It's written by Amanda Adelson. She wrote the screenplay. It is also based on the book from the players of the band, Tommy Lee, Mick Mars, Vince Neil, and Nikki Six, Also, it says Neil Strauss and Rich Wilkes. Also did the screenplay. Neil Strauss was part of the book. Basically what happened is the husband was watching this movie when I got home and it seemed to be only on for a short period of time. So I thought, hey, it's Thursday night. I haven't watched a movie yet for my review. Let me go ahead and watch this movie so I have something to review tomorrow. I'm not really a heavy metal fan, but I do enjoy a good movie of stardom and fame. So I sat down and watched this. I didn't think that it was going to be a big deal because initially I figured that I had only missed 15 or 20 minutes of this movie. I watched the portion of the movie that I missed this morning prior to recording this review, and I missed actually quite a bit of this movie. I missed 41 minutes. This movie was one hour and 47 minutes long, so I missed almost half. It's a good thing that I watched what I missed because I got some important backstory, although there are faux pas, goofs, continuity errors, timeline errors in this first part of the movie. They are all over the internet. Rolling Stone wrote an article on it. IMDb has a large section on all the goose and faux pas in this movie. Basically, a lot of material errors. So how in the world can this be a biography? It does say, based on a true story. And I think what we need to do when we watch these types of movies is really look at it for the entertainment value, not so much, oh, let me see the life and times of ex-celebrity or ex-superstar or any kind of event that happened in reality, because there is always artistic license in these types of movies. They change it around because real life is not so terribly interesting most of the time. I also find it hard to believe that the recollection of these band members is that accurate because they're talking about that they were boozed up, drugged up most of the time. We as humans have a difficult time recalling stuff when we're sober. Our brain tends to fill in the holes of what we can't remember, even if it's not factually correct. During the last 15 minutes or so, I did find myself wanting this movie to end. There were a couple of funny scenes there were a couple of really gross raunchy scenes some again i believe are shock value the good things about this movie it was a fun raunchy ride with a band of guys who ended up actually making their dream come true so yeah let's give them thumbs up for that i love the 80s Kickback movies where there's a lot of stuff from the 80s. We see the hair, we see the clothes, even if some of it is not factually correct. One of the instances was there was a kiss poster in one of the band members' room as a kid, and the kiss poster was actually from 1974, and the movie timeline said it was 1973. Mars hip replacement was in 2004, not in. 1996 or 98, as the movie says it is, all sorts of things like this. I really love when actors talk to the audience like they're actually there. I find after all these years, that is actually called breaking the fourth wall. I'm wondering why it took me so long to figure this out, considering I really like this technique so much. It was done a lot in Magnum P.I. It was basically done a lot in the 80s episodic TV and some movies. The bad. The hair was so bad in this movie. I understand that they've got to try to make the actors look as much as the original people as possible. But the hair just looked like it was shitty, shitty, crappy hair. When they were made up. Going on stage, it was all poofed out. It looked better, but it just didn't seem quite right to me. Yes, it's a minor detail, but it is a detail that I found bad. And finally, we get to the ugly. This movie is a reminder of the life and times of metal bands and how they lived through this haze of drugs and alcohol and makes me think, was it really that Great or rad? Sometimes when we're drunk or impaired in some way, we don't necessarily recall things correctly. We think they might be a lot better than they actually were. This reminds me of the Simpsons episode where the parents are singing and they think they're doing this great bang-up job and they just sucked so bad. The filter... The rose-colored glasses of inebriation. Is it really that great? Hmm. Wondering. Wondering. Remember, this movie is a form of entertainment. Do not take it for factual knowledge of how things actually happened with Motley Crue. Think about it this way. We're talking several years, decades, compressed into one hour and 47 minutes we're talking about people recalling something that is from 20 years before they wrote the book. We're talking about the happenstance of movies losing the impact and correctness of the original book that was written. I would have never watched this movie, so I can't really give it a blow up skirt score this week. I would recommend this movie if you do like loosely based in reality biographies if you like motley crew if you like metal bands if you like to see the whole fictionalized story of how people make it big or how something happened that's pretty much all i've got for this week if you'd like to reach out to me i'd love to hear from you i thank all of you for taking the time to listen download i really appreciate you as my audience my email address, if you want to send a line to me, is read at fastmail.com, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at readrants, comment on facebook.com slash readrants. And if you'd like to visit our home on the web, you can click follow and get podcasts and synopsis of the podcast delivered directly to your email box. That's all I've got for this week. Until we talk again, take care of you, everybody. Read Rants, signing off.